Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games. <laughs> Beer, I'm Ben, and I'm here with Adol. Hey. And Lucy. Hi. Hey. How you Hi. doing, Adol? You good? Yeah, a little tired, but, but doing fine. Good. And you, Lucy? The same. Oh, excellent. Good. <laughs> I'm glad that whilst we're tired, we're all fine. It's good. It's good. And you? I, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Busy. Very, very busy. Mm. Um, and slightly, I'm going to start off slightly aggrieved, um, only because I've had to already open one of my beers, because um, unfortunately, because I keep them on top of the fridge, um, I knocked one of them off the top, and just absolutely smashed oh, the wow. top in. Um, you so, yeah. So I, I opened this one over the sink earlier, just in case it exploded. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't at all, yeah. but I found out that I had to. The, the ring pull wouldn't work, so I had to jab yeah. the, oh. the hole open, um, which I've done. And so I'm going to be drinking for my first beer. It should have been my second, really, but um, I didn't want to have to run off and do all that sort yeah. of shit. Uh, so for my first beer, I'm drinking Boundary. Before you say anything, smell these. This is a double IPA with lactose, 22 grams per liter, dry hopped with citra and mosaic. It is 8%. It's best before, I believe, the 27th of March this year. Cutting it close again. Yeah, good yeah, thing you, you got there. <laughs> Super close. I mean, it yes. sounds like it was best before yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Had we recorded uh, <gasps> Sunday, it would have been fine. Um, yeah, nice grungy can, as boundaries sort of always have. Uh, it smelled lovely when I when I uh, when I poured to start with, but yeah, murky. Look at the murk. A mm. mm. uh, little bit more, as um, most of the beers have been since I've moved into this room. A little bit more uh, bronzy than we're getting um, on the on the camera. Um, it's got a lovely sort of tropical fruity nose. Mm. Mm. Uh, Lucy, what are you drinking? Mm. Uh, returning, um, returning yes. <laughs> to drinking. We've got oh, her back. Mm, I'll start with this one. I will start with a beer from a brewery, one of my favourite breweries, um, whose cans I don't usually see around, but um, spotted a few on the shelf. Uh, Brew York. Oh, nice. Um, and it is called Sal Dash. Amanda, it's got a little salamander hey. on the nice. can. So, um, and it's West Coast IPA. It's seven point one percent. Okay, so Sal Dash Amanda um, has been brewed to celebrate the fortieth birthday of two special women: my partner Sal and my late sister Amanda. Um, oh, that's a shame. Um, but it says a subtle nod to their choice tipple wine comes from the Nelson hops. Cheers from Wayne, the co-founder. Um, the hops are CTX T90, uh, Centennial, these are all T90, Centennial Simcoe, Nelson Sullivan. Um The malts are extra pale, like crystal, 
and acidulated malt. Um, from the little infographic they've got on the back of the can, it should be mostly hoppy and fruity. It's quite sweet, with um, probably medium bitterness. So, yeah, and it's in their 440 cans. Ah. Um, which I don't often see. I see even less than like their three thirty can. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. Mm. Hope it's not too whiny, <laughs> too too vinous. Well, it sounds. You know, maybe they've used the the Nelson um, mm. to to give it that sort of effect. But there's a lot else going on in there as well with oh, all yeah. of those with all of those other hops to kind of uh, you know not uh, let that kind of dominate. I suppose. So yeah. you'll find that probably you maybe get a little hint or something like that, but nice to do sort of a commemorative uh, yeah. beer, celebrate someone um, by giving a little dash of, of what they enjoyed. Mm. Um, that's that's a lot ahead. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is indeed. Um, but yeah, it's got like a dark... It's, 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 not, it's got a little bit of haze, a little bit of cloudiness mm. to it. Um... But yeah, it's like a very dark amber colour. Yeah. With a slightly off-white head. Mm. The head is very large at the moment, so give me a moment. Sure. Adol, yeah. what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the Hazy Sister Nipa from Reservoir Dogs. Ooh. From Reservoir Dogs? From yes, the, film the film or the brewer? The brewer. Hmm. Uh, the Does that uh, be on a reservoir? Um, it's got things in it. <laughs> it I mean, I don't. I mean, I it's got so. water, malts, wheat, oats, hops, and yeast. And that's all I know. Okay. <laughs> well. So yeah, that's a, that's not, a start. Not a, not a start. Sure. I mean, I guess in Slovenia they don't have the. Ponzi approach to ingredients that we have here in the UK. Oh, it's yeah. Slovenian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not from Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> so, get that one, Paul. There you go. Um, back to me, I suppose. This boundary, it's very nice. Mm. You get that nice fruity hit. It's quite sweet. It's a lot sweeter than I thought it was going to be. Put with the mm-hmm. uh, with the murk, with the colour, with a little bit of the smell, I'd get a bit more sort of um, dank with this. But it's um, it's it's just, it's a very sweet, uh, juicy beer. Definitely um, a little bit more of those chocolate fruits, a bit of melon, a bit of pineapple in there as well. And it's it's big, so those two flavours or the, the fruity flavours and that sweetness they come through really really big. And they stick around quite a lot. There is a mm-hmm. very light change to the finish of this. You get a little yeah. bit of almost um, sort of like a grassy um, sort of finish to it. So yeah. it's you know it doesn't quite edge towards um, you know piney. It's kind of it's it's a little bit more reserved than that, but it's a little bit sort of yeah, a little bit grassy, right? Um, and and then just just I think it's that sweetness just changing that profile. But yeah, very sweet all the way through, uh, and that sweetness is the thing that kind of lingers as well. So whilst it's quite dry beer, my mouth is is completely dry, and I've been talking a little bit, but 
that sweetness and that 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 grassy note does stick around quite a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm only going back into it so I can see if there's anything else going on. I I don't need to to sup this at all. It's very well balanced in just saying here's what it's here's what we presented to you. Here are the flavors that we've got going on. Just enjoy it. There's a long tail on this. Yes, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a bit dry, but the the tail sticks around enough that you don't need to uh, to to jump back into it. Nice, good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting anything else on that that next sort of um, swig. So, I think that's mm -hmm. probably everything I'm getting from this at the moment. Uh, Lucy, we'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. It's very dry. Yeah, like really dry. Like I, I feel like it, I feel impelled to keep going back just to try and get some moisture in okay. there because now it feels like a desert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean it, and it's quite bitter it's more bitter than like the infographic would have suggested mm. but I think that bitterness is just accentuated because of the dryness it's like oh everything's just receded and it's like oh my gosh I, that, that, that very brief fruity taste at the start it's just all suddenly gone, mm. you know, because because of that dryness and the all, all I can all that's in my mouth now is just very bitter dryness, and it's it's mm. like oh, it's what what was the West Coast IPA that I had on the we I had a beer a beer from Weird from Weird Beard, mm. and it was it was so good I'm gonna have to get the name of it but it was like yes this is a west coast IPA that I like it's it's got that bitterness because a lot of you know beers nowadays are well I think we're going full circle where brewers are not afraid to get bitter with their beers yeah. again but it's like has that bitterness and it has that fruitiness it was just so well balanced whereas this is I'm not really getting a lot of fruit or when I do it's just it's just completely overtaken by that like that dry bitterness at the end and which lingers mm. I mean it's it has a little bit of sweetness from the malt but hmm right now I'm just like this is just all just dry bitterness and it's like hmm <laughs> wish it was doing it a bit more wish it was a bit more well balanced but yeah I'll fair. keep sopping on it see if it changes mm. but hmm overwhelmingly dry at the moment yeah and I, I suppose taking a little bit more literally that um, sort of whiny um, essence to it perhaps mm. as well and, and to be fair on the can it is like a desert plain with salamanders crawling over it so <laughs> it's like what you know if cacti it's like what you know what do I expect really so. yeah they did tell you they did yeah exactly Just didn't expect it to be this dry <laughs> fair um, Adol, has your, has your beer told you anything about it yet from the cat? Is it full of dogs or reservoir of water? That's um, no, again, there's, there's <laughs> very good. little information. Um, mm. It is very fruity. Um, a, light, a light citrus on the nose, but mostly just mm. tropical fruit. We're thinking um, less mango, more passion fruit. Okay. Um, it's very thick looking. Yeah. Uh, sort of more orangey than it might come up um, in on camera. Um, 
The head was small, but remained basically the same this entire time. It's um, viscous, but leaves the mouth wet. Okay. Very tropical fruit forward. A little less strong than the nose. Um, that viscosity I wasn't expecting. Um, I didn't even check what its percentage is. Oh, it's six. <laughs> it is a 6% per, uh, ABV. Um, there's a bit of bitter... But it just sort of shows up when the main tropical leaves very lightly and just sort of lingers. To be honest, mm-hmm. the aftertaste is mostly the... Oh, it's actually quite wet in the aftertaste. I don't need to reach for this for a while. Mm. And there's not a lot else going on. Like, it's mostly the mouthfeel that lingers rather than an individual taste, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, there's a bit of maltiness there in the, in the finish as well. But it's very light, like... If I wasn't looking for things, I'd be like, oh, that beer is gone, versus, oh, there are still tastes lingering. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, really uh, tasty. It's a nice, um, it's great for the weather we have now. Yeah. And that I'm pretending that we aren't in the weather room now. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bit of sun today. The clouds yeah, parted for a moment. It's been mostly sunny, to be That's honest, true. like up here. Um, you just see hail coming from the sky at the same time. <laughs> but, uh... Just battered by the wind. <laughs> but yeah, for a Nipa, I was expecting maybe something a little more taste-forward, but it's actually quite mm. um, relaxed and not reserved, I will say. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, short or quick aside, um, the beer from Weird Beard was um, that uh, oat of hell, so mm. it had oats in it, so it just... Made it quite juicy as well, so mm. that's a really nice beer. So, nice. good name as well. Scout that out. Yeah, they have they have good names. They have yeah, good they beers. Do, yeah. I, every time I go into the bottle shop, I always pick up a weird beer. Yeah. Beer. Yeah, it's a shame we don't get them as much um, mm. down here because uh, they have quite a reasonable range, and they're always coming out with new stuff. New stuff all the time. Yeah. Reasonably priced. Yeah, you're always going to get a cracking beer. Yeah. I think mostly we get um, the killer pills. Um, are they oh, yeah, are they yeah. fully canned now? Are they? Well, no, no I, just, that's what I was asking. I've only are seen they? them in bottles. Okay. I've only ever seen bottles from them. Because so. I know they've changed the killer pills to uh, to cans. Um, <gasps> oh no! Touch the way of things. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which seems to be uh, the way everyone, as you say, is going at the moment. But mm-hmm. <coughs> what way are we going? I don't know. Don't know what that segue was. Adol, we're forward. going your way, mate. We're going to start with you this week. We ended with you last week. We're going to start yep. with you this week. What would you like to talk about? Oh, I would like to talk about how I managed to use most of the week going out, sla- sleeping most of the day, watching YouTube, feeling guilty, <laughs> getting some work done, and then still managing to drink every night of the week. Nice. Um you live in true bum life. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I also wanted to talk about um, the game that Lucy gave me that I played and finished. Oh Ray. my god, Ray. <laughs> uh, uh, Whoever had the pool on February the 12th, 11th, <laughs> on when Adil would, not, would play a game, uh, let alone finish. Um, yes, White Big Ocean Jacket. White Ocean Big Jacket, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what a fun little game! Yeah, um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it it it, it 
the writing was really good, and obviously that's what you want there. Mm-hmm. Um, you you get a feel for especially the awkwardness of of the preteens, the children mm-hmm. that they're written so well in like friends who are now have hormones and are now maybe Figuring not are now not right, just yeah. friends, but mm. still have a rapport and don't know what the fuck is up and like. <laughs> Yeah, it just it was really sweet and endearing, and the the adults have their own subplot, which mm-hmm. I wasn't as big of a fan of, but, I mean, it worked. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was like, oh, this is something that's, like, you know, talked about in... Oh, I'm not going to spoil it, you know. Yeah, and, and like, it makes sense uh, why that thing, that issue would come up when it did. Like, yeah. that's all fine. I was hoping for some of the... It random- was handled well. Yeah. I was hoping for some yeah. of the random characters that you may or may not bump into to sort of make a, a better appearance. More, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. there's very subsidiary, like they, they make almost like just props. Oh. Yeah, yeah, know. exactly. Props with sometimes yeah. dialogue. Is um, it, yeah. So just to, to interject, talking about those sort of those two different kind of um, storylines kind of going on. You know, one with the one with the kids and one with the, the adults, or the yeah. different threads that come into um, this overarching thing. Which um, or whose perspective is this kind of uh, viewed from? So, do you? It switches. When so when they're dealing with the kind of the adult problems or, or the conversations that they may so, be having, do you kind of see that from everyone's yeah. point? So of view? this is one of, one of the things I wanted to bring up, which was um, one of the things that was in, uh, kind of weird was um, so it switches between whoever is actively doing a thing and often you for about i would say a third to a half of the game it's often two people you are walking together right um which makes some for some interesting pathing issues <laughs> uh slash clear like oh the way we solve this pathing issue cuz you're driving both people is even though when you're one person you walk into a tree you stop when you're two people holding hands especially um it just allows people to phase through trees. Like, um, <laughs> super I didn't interesting. Notice that because because I didn't when it's two people and you walk towards a tree, they just go yeah. whoop. Um, and then if you catch someone stuck on a on a, a stone or something like a boulder, they'll just like zip. Um, like one person keeps going, the other person like figures out the path and just slides into place. Um, which you know it is okay, and it's a small game, and it's clearly not about gameplay. A couple times yeah. I had someone walk over a thing and then have to descend from the heavens because they popped up too many feet. Um, <laughs> what were you doing to this game? Why were you not ju- <laughs> such a philosopher? It's, it's, like, it's still me playing games. It turns out that's what I do. I try and, it's I, like I just walked from... It's like, okay, there's a clear path. Yeah. We're just walking, you know, that small bit of gameplay just to advance the plot, advance the conversation. But I mean, just walked in that direction. The deal would, went off to the side. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I, I mean, I was curious because some of the some, especially in the early parts, like you're supposed to be like a bored kid wandering mm-hmm. around, so you just bump into things. So I'm like, oh, what are there other mm-hmm. things later in the game to bump into? Um, should be a QA tester. Yeah, uh, I also <laughs> managed it one plot point. Uh, two people are walking at night, and one has a flashlight. And I know how they coded it. It's not attached to that character. It's attached to the camera because I got both of them stuck and continued to walk forward with no one on the screen. And then the flashlight was bobbing around. Um, yeah. I mean, this is not to slam the game. It's just this yeah. is who yeah. I am. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still got all the plot points, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked I liked exploring in the forest, especially because I felt like that's what you do when you're camping. You're sort of like, oh, what's around this bend? Uh, and mm-hmm. then you find out you can get caught up, and then the gamer takes over. But, um, yeah, no, I really liked it. So, so as I was saying, so sometimes you're like one person talking to a bunch of people, and then it might switch to another person in the group because in that dialogue tree they said, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And now you're do mm-hmm. that person doing that thing. So as soon as people join each other, you're like two people walking together. Um, and, um, and, yeah, so I found the best use of – there was really good use at one point in the story um, where two people went up to a place and were like you're controlling both of them. Uh, and then because of the conversation, you sort of – it took you to one of their perspectives, wander about, engage in conversation, and then it flipped to the other. And mm-hmm. ha- and you had the opportunity to, like, take a walk and then come back and re-engage. And I thought that was narratively a really cool idea thing they did given that they already established that, you know, it's it's a floating perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the bit where I enjoyed um, that kind of dynamic was the uh, camp story. Um, so, basically, uh, one of the characters tells a camp story, and after, like... Every few lines of dialogue, um, you can look around the different, you know, members in the in the camp, and just see their expression. Yeah. And the kind of story that person's telling, it's like, hmm, this is questionable. Whereas one person's really into it and just seen, even though it's you know very Static. low minimalistic uh, mm-hmm. art style, those expressions really come across, and it's it's funny. Yeah. yeah. That's and, probably one of my favorite parts of the game. And like, uh, there's an ordering to the last thing you do in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to spoil. Uh, and so I, when I finished the game, I immediately just jumped straight into that back chapter and then tried all the permutations and to see what the different dialogue trees were. <laughs> okay. Because um, you could jump in because you, as soon as you unlock yeah. a chapter, you can go back to it any time. And I thought that was really it's a really smart. Well, it's do. open from the beginning, oh, I it? think. So you don't, yeah, you don't even have to. I didn't. I mean, I just hit stop. Like anything. You see, I went to the menu. How long is this game? <laughs> <laughs> like, how many chapters? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I thought it would be like in? a full weekend, but it was that just a one night overnight camping. Like, it is really a short. Yeah, like experience. two nights or something like that. Yeah, just one night. Hey, to be around preteens that long is yeah, <laughs> especially for people who have no kids like that's yeah. more than long enough um yeah and it, it, it had some smart things of like when people are being contemplative to like there's nothing else to do in the scene but you can just sit there and like mm. uh observe until you're like yeah i'm ready to go um mm-hmm. versus like it feeling more like oh the scene's ended so we'll do like a cut scene or something and fade away which they do a couple mm-hmm. times um the other thing i was going to say is the sound design is really excellent Mm-hmm. Um, not just—I mean, it's deceptively simple, but like hearing all all birds and stuff, and like when you approach things, if you have headphones on, you can hear like as you wander. It's proper properly three D sound, and because it's such a simple setting, you can really you can really appreciate. Oh yeah, they've well like they've pl- placed these sound cues in really good, yeah, smart places. Mm. And yeah, and the. The boy, what's his name? Ben. Ben, yeah, yeah. He looks like the character out of that game called Is it The Last Day of June? Which is actually a really good puzzle game. He looks like him. Anyway, that's a very deep cut. 
but but yeah it's it's good it's a nice little experience really enjoyed it um turn follow go check yep. out the other itch games. to to um quote uh, there are no negative reviews oh nice um but there are only seven reviews okay um, one of them is, it was short, it was beautiful, I deeply loved every second of it. We need more games like uh, like the games Turnfaller make. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And I think that is actually a really <laughs> solid... I mean, that's... Except for... Yeah. I don't think I would say TED Talk, but that's just me. Uh, I would say Dill Talk, because fuck TED. Um, do you think there's going to be a Bill and Ted... In the Bill and Ted 3, there's going to be a TED Talk joke? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. This coming up again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I just... I think it's really lovely, and it's like... It's full price is what like under six quid. Uh, wow, okay. It's five seventy nine, I think, yeah. on the Steamage. I'm sure there's also oh, like twelve ninety nine on Switch then. Yeah, I think it was like eight pounds on Switch. Mm. I think that's what it is. That's what I mean. I think it's a but, great yeah. little Switch game. I go buy it on itch. Yeah, yeah. So you go, go go buy it on itch. Mm. Give the developer as much money as they nice. can nice. get. Out of it. Um, yeah. It leads into a uh, a good a good point. Um, if you're uh, a listener to us and you are on Steam, you can um, find our group, the Tanked Up um, Steam group. We're, and we're like a curator. Is it a curator as well? Uh, so so oh. we, we, we were a group before they changed things, and I don't remember mm. what they, they called us, but yeah. Yeah. But we're a curator as well, so we've reviewed a few games. It'd be good to get up some thoughts up on Steam as well from either of you. Because I think either of you, I think all three of us can leave. Uh, can leave reviews um, uh, through that, but if you want to come and chat to us, that's another way to do so. Come into our Steam group. Uh, it's it's highly ignored because no one chats in there. So if anyone <laughs> wanted to be active, it's another way to talk to us. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things we're sort of thinking about is, you know, I I mean we have Instagram followers, but it tends to be more on the beer side, uh, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what are the mm-hmm. vectors we can actually interact? Because it seems like you know. Known really is on Twitter in our regular viewership. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yes, I know you exist. Um, I'm just saying, not many of you exist. <laughs> uh, he goes like, I fucking direct messaged you the other day. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. It's, I think that's what might be a quick win for us to even just say the five things we say now somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that this is more inside baseball than um, really good content creation. But well, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, exactly. We share everything with you, dear listener. Yeah, everything. It's true. So uh, I mean, I did try and upgrade it to an out of lives group, but it won't let me change the name. The name? You can't change the name. It has to be tanked up forever. But I've changed really? a few things, logos and things like that. Yeah. Are so you the admin? Steam's Are we FAQ both admins? Is- uh, uh, you and I are admins. I think Lucy might be as well. I think Adam is a moderator. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That, that is too much levels of things. For, um... I know. Everything, everything. There's too many levels of things on everything. Like you, you, Everyone, you can join our Discord chat as well, which is an Out of Lives Discord. Another way to come and chat to us. But, you know, Discord Discord's is very a, a different not, beast uh, because there's so many different yeah. channels to chat about so many Dis- different things. Discord is confusing, though. For, for for me, a biddy like me, mm. <laughs> a technophobe <laughs> like Luce. You're you're fine. You're fine. You do all right. You dominate the conversation almost every channel, mate. 
Yeah, but <laughs> that's because like I don't know how to mute them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just right click mute, but 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 then things still pop. I, I yeah. don't know. It's very confusing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so both of you have played um, Wild Ocean Big Jacket. Yes. We um, we proposed uh, last week a question about what Adol should should play next. Obviously, that was Wild Ocean Big Jacket. What what do you think is next, Adol? Um, so I mean, I I think I, it was a lovely little thing. I think the narrative is exactly what I wanted, uh, mm. but I, I think I clearly miss doing things in games, given that mm. I did pathing shenanigans for no reason yeah. in a <laughs> sweet little hour and a half long narrative game. Um, so I'm not sure. I also have this computer I was supposed to put back together. Mm. Um, which, yeah, I can I can make it work the way you gave it to me, and my spare parts, unfortunately, probably can't, which is frustrating. Um, but I'll figure that out. But at the very least, I could actually play games. Also, there's this, like, PlayStation 4 and 3 and Switch. And, uh, I'm not sure. I think I want something shortish, but more hmm. gamey. Yeah. Sayonara? That's what I was thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. I might also... Um, pick up Slay the Spire again because I only played a couple rounds yeah. of it. What, are you going to pick it up on Switch? I already have it on Switch. Oh, right, I mean, like, physically use game application instead yeah. of never opening it. It's on Game Pass for PC. I don't have Game Pass. And Xbox. Yeah, but you could get it for like a dollar. Yeah, but I have it on my Switch already. Actually, I think I have it on. I thought you Steam. said you was going to buy it again. No, no, I <laughs> meant I meant pick it up again, as in oh, <laughs> pick the units up, buy yeah. it, right? As in yeah, turn you. it on again. Yeah, well, you are known for having multiple games, <laughs> multiple places. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand the confusion? Totally. This, this, no, no judgment. Uh, I mean, clearly judgment, just not in your direction. <laughs> oh, good. Right. Let's move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick little update um, before I launch into the uh, the game that I've been playing. That I want to discuss whilst I whilst we finish our first beers. I'll give a quick little update on um, the games um, that I discussed last week, which was again Death Stranding, which are finished. What? Oh. So I think I said to you, I don't remember whether I said it on the episode or whether I said it um, in the Discord chat that I was kind of at a point where I was happy with everything I'd done and that I wanted to roll through to the end. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that the end of that game, from uh, from the point that it kind of makes it apparent that this is sort of the end, mm-hmm. or at least the final set of... I mean, it was like another five hours. Oh, I went through, uh, you know, playing more of the game, doing some more bits, a few more battles. You then have to track all the way back across country. You've then got a load of stuff on on the beach, the beach, the the, the sort of the afterlifey kind of death sort of place that they um, oh, discuss. Right. So you've got some stuff on there. <laughs> credits then roll. There's then mm. more stuff after the credits. <laughs> oh, for fuck's um, sake! Did Marvel make this goddamn? Thing? I mean, it was fucking. It just kept going and going and going. And, and and that was kind of that was all right because I was doing it in little stages and actually the the final thing that I've done the moment that I've turned this game off mm-hmm. is kind of the final thing um, before main credits roll, Wait. Uh, which 
main. Oh, so, yeah, yes, Kojima. So, you, so there's this like is Kojima game. So, there was, there was yeah, one yeah. set of credits where actually you're still mm. moving around. You're still able to interact. Um, you have maybe just a very... Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's like the actors and maybe the, the core team from Kojima Productions mm-hmm. that they yeah. do the credits for. Uh, then... Yeah. In main credits, obviously, it's everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I kind of got to a point where I'm going through this and be going, okay, yeah, sure, I understand this. I, I get how the story sort of works. I get where all of this kind of falls in. There's a very big twist at the end, which I kind of had an, a very, very slight inkling towards, but it was kind of like a, a fleeting thought. I'm like, mm, I don't think this is a, it, it. Maybe this is it, but I don't think it is because... They haven't really alluded to that, and then there's sort of it, you know that that actually happens. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, sure, I, I get this. And then that final moment, and and I was happy to turn it off at that point. Actually, I think I there was this the, the final thing that you have to do, which takes you maybe five minutes. It's like the last delivery you have to do. I think I just wept the entire fucking time. I'm just oh, really? like, I'm fucking. This is this just instantly. I'm just like, broken. holy fuck. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. It was seen credits right, for the 18th time. With the, with the <laughs> final moment of his game, I'm just like, fuck. Mm. And wow. I think it, it came through and it tells you all your stats at the end. I think I racked up about 70 hours. Jeebus, in fucking Christ. I know, yeah. I know. Fuck. Um, but yes, I mean. Were you, were you weeping at all that lost time? <laughs> <laughs> no, before then. I think just the anticipation of knowing how much time I've lost. Um, But I don't know whether it's just this week, whether I'm just working too much, but I finished still there and I had a little Mm. cry at the end of that as well. So that remained remained obtuse throughout in terms of its puzzles. Uh, The narrative opens up very nicely. There's some really good interaction between um, your character and... um, the um, the girl on the end of the radio who you're chatting with there's a lot of stuff around kind of closure about um, you know um, the death of family members that the death of, uh, of children um, there's a lot of stuff kind of around this and I'm just just again I don't know whether uh, this is I finished still there before Death Stranding so um, I don't know whether when Death Stranding hit, I'm just, it's kind of just that leftover element from what's still there had kind of started to bubble up a little bit. Um, okay. I don't know whether I would have felt or the same. Or you have Stockholm Syndrome. It's... It could be. It could be. I don't know whether yeah. I would have felt the same had I not have had... I, I have a child, so I'm suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, in that frame of mind, I'm like, fuck, this would be, like, fucking... I, I know what this would be like. Mm. Um, or how, or at least how I think I would feel. So um, whether that played a little bit into it as well, but yeah, still there. As I say, remained just as obtuse through its um, the, the the puzzles that it wants you to do, the certain the different things that it that it wants. But still, solid story that that is rewarding and and you know leads somewhere uh, to give mm-hmm. a really good uh, payoff towards the end. Um, and just before we open more beers, I had those experiences. I'd done all of these things, and I wanted something else. So I know we were talking last week. I needed something that was um, maybe a bit more um, like gamey, a little bit more mm-hmm. kind of just I don't know something that wasn't this heavy. Right. So 
I started Pax Nova, which is a, a 4X game strategy uh, from or published by Iceberg Interactive. It's one of the other games that I won through that competition. Right. Um, and I started it, and it's it's in early access, which you kind of expect. Maybe there's um, it's developed to a certain level, but it is. And I don't know. I don't think this is an Iceberg Interactive thing. It's even more obtuse as a forex game, and still there was obtuse as a point-and-click game. Uh, it, it kind of it tries to not subvert the standard sort of forex systems, but tries to put its own spin on things. So you know, you don't have uh, food, gold. Uh, science industry you know all of these things yeah. that you kind of expect that you're going to have to uh, have and build up to be able to do certain things they, they, they change the names of lots of stuff um, mm. it's quite basic in terms of things like it's combat um, you know it doesn't quite delve into um, something like Endless Legend, which was really good. You know, you, you have this army moving around and suddenly you're on this like, battlefield or mm. at least the army expands and you move across these kind of grids. Um, I mean, it might do, but I didn't get that far into Pax Nova to really explore. I, I kind of played a bit and played a bit, maybe maybe an hour yeah. and I just turned it off. I just was not <laughs> in the mood for it. Yeah. Um, and I think... Had I have um, felt the the want, I would have played Endless Legend. I would have played Civ Six, um, that very easily allow you to understand what's going on. Even Endless Legend has some uh, a change in some of the terminology and things like that, but it ex- it's explained very clearly. Uh, Pax Nova doesn't really explain itself very well. It gives you little tutorial tips tries to tell you certain things uh, elements like text is too small it's quite a strain to read mm. so you're you're having to work to understand the game to kind of know what you're doing it doesn't really explain how you use your population very well and these sorts of things you know you, you're i'm very much kind of exploring what this game is trying to do as i'm playing it rather than just being able to play it uh so yeah, yeah that one got turned off yeah, very, full time very job. quickly. I mean, it, mm. yeah, absolutely. Um, it. Go on. No, I was just had I had I wanted, you know, I've just come from two intense experiences. Yeah. I didn't want that then. Yeah, I mean, so looking at the reviews, uh, it seems like I mean, this is just a common complaint. One, it's still technically in early access. Yes. Um, and mm. like. Knucklehead73 says, Huh, I don't know. Average graphics, hard to tell what's going on exactly. Odd storyline? My advisors gave me a quest to start a war to build reputation on turn three on a planet we just landed on. War with who? Just seems fake. Like one of those games that are just a shell. Um, and it just sounds like they just haven't done that internal polish. Um, and yeah. all the other games are basically like, all the other reviews rather are basically like, it's just not ready, it's kind of bland and boring. Uh, like I've played all the Civs and Total Wars and Stellaris and many other Forex and let me just say that this game well this game is boring sorry <laughs> boring 
boring. That's Elk's Chili, <laughs> who played 1.3 hours before telling everyone it was boring. <laughs> so it sounds like yeah, your sort of your experience is in line with 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 the masses. How, yes. how long does it usually take to get into one of those games and know that yeah, this is this is the one? Um, um, I don't know. Like there's, there's, uh, I was kind of looking forward to Paxlovid because yeah. it's that sci-fi setting. Um, Have you played uh, Stellaris? I've not played Solaris. Oh, you sh- mm, yeah. Stellaris, not Solaris, the film. Yes, Stellaris, no. Stellaris. No, I haven't <laughs> played Stellaris. Again, I haven't played uh, Endless Space either. Um, another sort of 4X space conquesty kind of uh, yeah, uh, strategy awesome game. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how long it kind of takes you. I think every game is a little bit mm-hmm. different. But if you don't feel it within, say, like the first hour... Or yeah. at least not just feel it, but understand the main thrust of what you're trying to do. I think that's the uh, key. That's yeah. It's, it's, it's how do I expand? What am I doing? Yeah. What when when should I? When's the sort of the key strategic moment for me to have another settlement? Who are these okay. people over here? Okay, well, I can well, see that, that they've already done these kinds of things. So should I have done those kinds of things as well? Are Is these that sort of what I should real time strategy? Uh, no, they're real... turn-based. Oh, it's turn-based. It's like yeah. so you can get through quite a few turns. Um, yeah, and and I in and, an hour. A, a lot of the problem yeah. was that uh, once I realised that I could click on, say, a farm, which mm. would produce more food, and um, and the game doesn't quite neatly say these are kind of the tiles which maybe the farm would you know work the best on. Yeah. So you put it on one of those. It's going to take eight turns to build. Yeah. And yeah. apart from moving my scout around, you know, early game strategy problems, there's nothing much to do. And just well, end turn, end turn, uh, end turn, end turn. Yeah, I mean, the, just... the world building is what sort of gets you past that initial hump if the game is just that, mm-hmm. that sort of generic 4X experience. It's like you have to make the world exciting, and that means you have yep. to. Whether that's just more fucking exposition off the top, so that you're like, cool, this seems cool. I'm now okay with burning a few minutes doing the nonsense. I mean, ideally, you you have learned from the mistakes that everyone knows that the early part of a forex game since Civ Two is kind of grindy and stupid. And yeah. Then you like, and the, I mean, there are ways to do that, right? You just that's what barbarians are in Civ, right? They they make no difference later on, but they are things you can interact with that because you don't want. You don't want your game will be bad if you're really close to another civilization right off the top, mm-hmm. but you want something to do while you're just basically doing city management. But there's a map in front of you, and some of your units need to deal are map based units, right? Like that's just yeah, how the absolutely. the push and pull is. Yeah, and again, I think that's why um, Endless Legend did so well that it gave you something compelling. You know, obviously a very new setting, but you could instantly recognize the different things that it wanted you to kind of look for. Um, Pax Nova falls into an issue where you've got an icon on a screen and I just have no idea what that resource is, whether Mm. I should be collecting it, if I even can collect it. I've got to wait for my city to expand towards it. Can I buy tiles? No. Okay, I just have to wait until my city decides that that's going to be within its borders Mm. to then use. What do I even use it for? What research do I need to unlock? So, I mean, there is a bare bones game there. Absolutely, there's a lot of work that needs to go into it to um, 
to, to bring it up to a reasonable standard to contend with these other games mm. and and I've you know I've only played an hour so I'm currently only on one planet and it, it you know it su- suggests that I will then be setting off to other worlds and other other places encountering other people and whether it's you know a star system or um, like Stellaris is quite uh, quite big in in kind of the kind of playable area almost from what I can remember um, and m- m- most of my experience of Stellaris is watching Dave and Sean of Pillbug um, play because they did about a, a 10 week sort of um, uh-huh. stream of it kind of like working through it you know working across the I don't know the system I suppose or the, mm-hmm. the, the, the small galaxy that it's sort of like set in and, and Solaris looks very expansive and Pax Nova starting you off on the planet almost makes it seem quite small, small yeah. and I can I, mm-hmm. I get that they're kind of maybe trying to build up to that expansive you know that's, that's the reveal like right but hey, I mean you, suddenly, you, the game has to capture people absolutely right. yeah yeah. I mean, I didn't know that Endless Space 2 came out in 2017. Yeah, um, yeah it's been a couple of years ago. And it's, it's, a, it, it's apparently a well-reviewed uh, game. I enjoyed Endless Space 1 quite a bit. It, mm. I mean, the biggest problem with it is it's one of those, boy, is this a big 4X game. Yeah. And, like, I don't... It's hard to jump back into a saved map of a 4X game after yeah. a little while because you're like, wait, what the fuck was going on? Also, yeah. where are all these fucking mechanics? I don't know. And then you're like, oh, cool. I, I think I was doing all rather well. And then like five turns later, like, I fucked everything up because I don't remember <laughs> anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely, I liked Stellaris a lot and I liked Into Space 1. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably right cheap, actually. Yeah, Endless Space 2 uh, goes on sale quite often. I know uh, Amplitude and Sega quite often do free weekends as right. well for, for Endless Space. So you could get uh, through like a quarter of a, of a map. Yeah, yeah, you could have a reasonable a reasonable amount of time with something. A taster, I suppose, yeah. to see if you wanted to, to do that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I might return to Pax Nova in, you know, what, like six months or something like that? I mean, m- maybe, maybe when, when it comes it, out I mean, early access. Yeah, or, when it actually becomes a full-fledged mm. game. Because right now, it, it, I mean, this is why I struggle with early access. Some things just are really fun and great in early access. And you're like, I get this. And a lot of games just are, we're not ready, but... Yeah. And mm. that can taint you against it, so... Absolutely. I played something in early access. I played that Ooh. Scourge Bringer. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a magic card name. Like an artifact. It does. It's a pixelated 2D action platforming roguelike. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a lot of words. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's very, very much looks um, like Dead Cells with the girl from Celeste. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, I did read that it, uh, it, like, that yeah. it is sort of a bit comparative to Celeste in terms of its um, yeah. like dash platforming kind of. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of dashing, right. a lot of movement, free fluid movement, and the Dead Cells in comparison is it's like it's got a little Metroid mm. map, and it's a roguelike. Um, so I played it for ten minutes. Feels good. Okay. But it's a roguelike. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I was like, I died. 
Oh, that's a big. Obviously, it's a rogue light or whatever. So mm. you, you know, you keep some, some. Uh, you can gain abilities as yeah, you die. Yeah, it's, it's you got keep some things. RPG but... elements that yeah continue over lives. Yeah, but it's it's more that I think less the fact that it's early access, more the fact that it's a rogue like way. I was just like, yeah, I know what this is. This mm. seems really cool, but probably not for me. Gotcha. Because yeah, F roguelikes. I was speak- I was talking about <laughs> stand them. Titan Souls the other day. Oh yeah. With someone who just oh, had yeah. no. Oh yeah. I started that and I was like, I beat the first boss. I died boss, to one boss. And I yeah, I think I beat. I might have. I know I engaged with and understood and figured out the second boss. And second I, one. I, I either quit when I was like, okay, this is how it works. I don't know if I want to do a game like this or beat it. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going back to this. And not to say something. No, I think you it's died a really good... like me. Yeah. And then you had to walk through like the lost forest again. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what and happened. I was like, nope. Titan not, Souls not is the one with the bow and arrow, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm not walking through this ten minutes worth of shrubbery mm. to get to this boss that I've already encountered. Just reset me at the start of the boss, like yeah. a normal yeah. video game. I mean I I felt the same with Hyperlight Drifter. As well, is that a rogue? Yeah, it, oh, rogue, rogue I actually wanted again, to play. But, you know, it, it, it <laughs> checkpointed you back to the beginning of the area. And you had to move okay. through the area again to get back to the, Weird. Back to the boss. That's an odd. Um, nah. Yeah, I mean, nah, uh, but it was, you know, it's 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 split into, I think, from what I played, four different sections, and you move your way through one of the sections, and then you can get to the boss. Um, but, but it's procedurally generated as well. That fun, fun concept. <laughs> <sighs> I'm glad. That definitely yeah, reset me back ten screens ago, and then just make all the ten screens different. Yeah, thanks, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Thank there's you. definitely some kind of gaming terminology that kind of shouldn't be put together. Roguelite and procedurally generated. God, yeah. I mean, and that was just the thing for so many just random kind of shitty games. It still is. I think Scourge, Scourge Ringer is that as well. So. Mm. I think it's procedurally generated. And, uh, when you've got something like uh, Rogue Legacy, which... Oh, I fucking love that. That's super. Funny. Yeah, be, but because it lent into both of those elements wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, and really well. It was, well, and they, it, they it figured was out fully how to, that. Yeah, they clearly had balance on their procedural generation, mm. right? Like, She'll be back. Uh, way. Hello. Uh, yeah. My present. Cool. Um, I had another thing I wanted to bring up. Mhm. And that is, in the year of our Lord 2020s, Humble Bundle changed the way they do their subscription Humble Monthly. Kind I of they just changed that a few months ago. Yeah, a couple months ago. Isn't it hum- I mean, choice, so it might have been it? the year of our Lord 2019. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Who's uh, weird? And I find it <laughs> odd. It's still the year 100 in yeah. my. Um, <laughs> so, so it used to be you just got a stack of keys thrown into your humble yeah. key library. Yeah. Now, uh, so the first you month. You have choice. Now, so now there's basically 12 games this month. And I get nine. Oh, okay. And so I have to pick them and then presumably redeem the key, which sucks because picking them redeems the key, but I don't all, I don't immediately use them because sometimes I might give them away. And the way I normally mm-hmm. curate my humble key library is: did I click redeem? 
So, like, when I sent Lucy uh, a code, I was like, I'm pretty sure this won't work because it was already redeemed for Hitman, and lo and behold, it was already mm. used. Mm. Um, Would you but, like me to make you a spreadsheet? No, but it's just it's just annoying because... Send me all the keys on. So yeah, <laughs> but it's also like... Now I have to pay more now attention I have a million games. on the on the monthly to be like, wait, which of the twelve versus just getting them? Yeah. So now it's yeah. like I have to do research. Like I'm yeah. gonna so Frostpunk is this month. I'm gonna get it because I was really interested in it last year or whenever mm. it came out. Mm, um, that came to Game Pass, but then I didn't play it for some reason. Yeah. Can't remember. And like <laughs> strategy, so, mate. Strategy yeah. game. So I have a That Kami... was the reason, but there was something yeah. else about it. Mm. Mm. So I Kami. have a Kami on the PlayStation something or other. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be in the four dead points. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of not my favorite move. I kind of sure. like, look, we're giving you yeah. a basket versus now you have the... to do work. There was a lot of pushback, <laughs> I remember, when they announced that. Yeah. I think it was like mid last year. There's yeah, I missed back. all of that because I, I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Do you think this has come because uh, they were bought out by IGN, weren't they, or at least IGN's parent yeah. company, Ziff um, Davis, or something? Do you think like that, that they've uh, having new uh, owners? They have I... turned around and said, you know, we we we'd like you to do something slightly different with this. We, we I mean, possibly. We... I I think it's probably just behind the scenes. This just like key dumping. Uh, so, so one of the things I don't know is whether the key, whether you have a limited time to actually choose the games. Right. I haven't looked into yeah. it, but like if that yeah. was the case, then. So it ticks I, over to next month. You've just missed out on yeah. Nine I don't know those twelve games. I, I'm not claiming that. that's the case. I'm saying that might be a thing. In which case, that might be a parent company sort of like now we don't have to pay pay out. But I would be shocked if they did that because it. It's I don't weird. know about you, but when I get free stuff, I redeem that straight away. <laughs> I used to, but that's why I have fucking 1,400 games in Steam. And and actually, it. a lot of the time, it's like, oh, you you know, someone mentions an older game. I'm like, oh, I have a copy of that. If I had kept the key, I could just give it to you. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it's like, I've never played it. I probably never will. It is just going to be in my account. And so I stopped doing that a couple of years ago. Because I used to be like that too, and I had you know a, a small bundle addiction, where it's like I want that game, and it's cheaper for me to buy twelve, including that game, than it by itself, and then I just put all twelve into my library right away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's, I, I mean, between like being involved in Facebook groups, they used to give away games, and like sometimes in Tup, we used to like throw keys out there. Like, I'd <laughs> rather do that with games I'm unsure about. Just Especially given that I don't play it often, because hmm? I doubt I doubt the code itself expires. Yeah, I just I just need to keep yeah. better track just, of just which keep, ones yeah, I use. Just put it in a document and just be like, "This is this game." Yeah, there you go. Yeah, first world problems, there, you deal. Yeah, it's admin. <laughs> no, I'm fucking, I'm, <laughs> nah, it's more work, and it's yeah. like nobody needs more work. Yeah, and again, it's, inconveniences. it's interesting that they've, done, that, that they've made you pick nine of twelve. Why not just curate nine games and give you well, all of those? Well, that's what I mean, mm. right? And the thing is, they... I don't know. I think it's more choice. Like, it, it sounds yeah. nice. Hmm. Oh, Eliza. I'm going to actually get that one. Yeah, get, get oh, that I really want to play I enjoyed Eliza. that. Yeah. It's good. It's, been, right, it's actually on it. my wish list, and I got mm-hmm. a code, so this one comes to me. 
<laughs> it, how much is it usually like 15 um, 15 quid something? maybe yeah something i think like i bought that. it on sale on it, Switch. it's actually it's d it's, it's for like it's, eight. um it's 11.39 regular price okay yeah. i enjoyed pop, it yeah it's one yeah, of the things I, I, I think that's currently just under telling lies on my steam wish list oh i don't telling fucking lies, order my goddamn it. you order your steam list yeah. You admin yeah. people. I you used st- to. Now I just sort it by highest discount. Yeah, highest discount yeah. most of the time, yeah. Okay. yeah. There's the game that I want to buy, which I saw on Switch, but I remember seeing a while Bird ago. It's called... <laughs> it's called uh, Speed Dating for Ghosts. Ooh. Not a visual novel style yeah. thing. It looks quite humorous. So. I think it's about ghosts saying like how they died all these grisly deaths, and it's like mm. speed dating. And <laughs> <laughs> but, um, apparently, it's coming to mobile for one pound ninety nine. Although it's on uh, Steam for two pounds on sale, two pound fifty six wow. or something. Like that. So I'm d- debating where to get it. I'm not going to get it on Switch because it's, it's like five pounds there. <laughs> Which is comparative to but, normal Steam uh, uh, price, yeah. but a visual, still. <laughs> visual novel sounds like it would be a good uh, mobile experience. Yeah, play it on my iPad or something. Yeah. But I'm very much in love with my gaming PC, so I'd play anything on there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> still You've been won over. buying Hitman 2. <laughs> yeah. Good. Right, should we open some more beers? Yeah, sure. uh, just to go back to mine. Um, oh, I get a bonus game because I paid for the year last year. So there's only two oh. games I won't get. Nice. Hooray. I'll have that Project Warlock. Um, <laughs> um, you both actually called Doom in my veins. No, I've got Project Warlock. He's Project Warlock. Oh, Ben's guy. Oh, I remember yeah, him yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's good. Yeah. That's why I want it. But, um, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. to my beer. Um, I said that I'd keep supping on it because I suspected that I'd probably start enjoying it more when it started warming up in temperature and mm. yeah, it's, it, either I became used to it, acclimated to it or the temperature did make it less abrasive in terms of right. its dryness and um, bitterness so yeah, a bit more of the fruit tones and flavours at the start started to come you know come out and mellow out that bitterness so it grew on me over the time nice which I'm pleased about excellent start Um, wasn't that thrilled yeah yeah a little bit down on it to start but it's it's grown Mm. which is good it's always nice from over there Uh, right my next beer is from Wild Horse Brewing Company haven't had a beer from these guys for a little while haven't seen them for a little while uh, mm-hmm. This is the uh, 872 IPA. Uh, it's got Citro Mosaic and Simcoe, as the front tells me. On the back, 872 is a soft and juicy IPA brewed with a high proportion of oats and generously hopped with Citra, Mosaic and Simcoe. This beer is the first in an occasional series brewed in the name of experimentation and creativity. It then also has it in Welsh. Very good. Well done. Um, that is everything. What is the percentage? Where is that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, there, six point two percent. So a little bit lower than the the boundary, which obviously I opened because I had to do it not here, 
uh, would have drank these the other way around. Uh, but I've always enjoyed the beers I've had from Wild Horse. I think I've had about three or four from them now. Uh, and they've always been good. So looking forward to this. Lucy, what have you got next? I have a beer from That's one of my... <laughs> well, it's a step up from the green tea I've had in like yeah. the last three weeks. Um, from Yonder. Um, it's one of the. Nice. How much is this? Five hundred mil. How big is this bottle? Three hundred seventy-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the half wine bottle size. Yeah. And it's seven point five percent. It is called Golden Casket, and it's a triple. I saw nice. a triple, and I was like, I'm gonna pick that up. Fuck, I've had a triple nice. in goddamn forever. Mmm. Double and a triple. Um, there's nothing really on here. Brewed and bottled by Yonder Brewing and Blending in the UK, Somerset. Uh, it's got sumac and orange peel in it. So sumac, ooh, mm. yeah. Along with the classics, you know, barley, wheat, hops, and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. So, yeah. Neat. Looking forward to this. Good, good. Uh, Adol, what have you got next? Uh, I have the Ninkasi Noir. Ah. Which is a... Um, Isn't that the name of the uh, brewing god? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. It's the, it's a, a beer noir de Lyon. It uh, won the 2015 Best Porter of the World in World Beer Awards and the 2017 Ooh. Best Porter of France. Uh, it nice. is a beer that is 5.1%. Um, it has some French words. Uh, I don't... It's... It's... Notes, it's aromes, are uh, chocolat, caramel, and not grillier. I'm assuming that means burnt notes. Um, it is reasonably acidic. What was the uh, word? Uh, G-R-I-L-E accent gras uh, aigu uh, E-S grillé brûlé grillé grillé it also has these categories which you can't see mm. focus on me uh, that one's some, acid some long bars yep that's acid um Acid, acidity, <laughs> pure acid. Uh, but I don't know what ducor is. D o u c e u r and amertum. It doesn't really matter. It actually has text. I'm just not able to convey it to you guys, even though it's I took acid. years of French growing up. Well, I've got um. a degree in it, so I'll just end that there. <laughs> just, just That's leave now. Just gone. Just, know, it's, okay. yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously by AV, ABV, I should have drunk this first, but it's a porter, and I was drinking yeah. an APA. I mean, yeah. It okay, makes sense. Lucy, A M E R T U M E. I think I lost you. A M E R T U M E. What word is that? Amertum. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I'll I just look it up on the internet. No, that's fine. Checking her voicemail. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I needed. Oh, bitterness. Okay, it is two thirds bitter. 
I don't know why I just didn't use the fucking internet like a, you know, modern person. <laughs> Alright. I'm a modern boy. Yeah. That's me. Um. Wait, that says it's a bribe. I spelled it wrong. A bribe? <laughs> what? I'm gonna drink my beer while you're doing that. <laughs> ah, sweetness of manner. So I assume it's very mm. sweet, a little, uh, a little bitter and a little acidic. Okay. Anyway, that that I have poured the beer. I have talked about the beer very poorly. Um, how's your beer been in the taste? So oh. it's um, it's 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 a very. Hmm. I don't know if it's the Citra Mosaic Simcoe kind of mix, but it it, it makes me think of kind of. Slightly more traditional IPAs. Mm. Um, it has uh, it's got a, a nice bit of uh, carbonation to it, but the flavours coming through. I say traditional IPAs. I'm getting a bit more um, kind of uh, grapefruity to start, leading into a little bit of a nice kind of multi sort of sweetness mm. on the back of that. Um, it doesn't um, give me you know it's not a big kind of juice uh, flavor it's a little bit more um, uh, reserved than that I think the nose is a little more edging towards those um, uh, those slightly stewed elements to it as well okay which after a couple of sips do come through but it's it's a bit more grapefruity. A uh, little bit of kind of uh, a dankness hiding in the background a little bit, leading into a little bit of uh, maltiness, trying to kind of push over the top of mm. all of this. Some, some citrus in there as well, um, working its way through. Don't think it's, it's orange. It's a little bit more sort of like lemony and, and kind of almost um, from the, the slight tingle of my tongue, a little bit sort of zesty almost. Zesty? Um, yeah, you kind of have this... Um, and I don't know whether it's maybe the this, this sweetness which is um, coming across as that, but maybe maybe like a slight sharpness to it, um, which is making me think of, you know, like lemon zest, that kind of thing, where you have a slight sort of sharp element to right. it, um, yeah, but can come across as a little sweet as well. Um, has a very, very, very light bitterness towards the end. Um, doesn't linger unlike the boundary which the flavour stuck around for a while this goes quite quickly um, but isn't anywhere near as dry as the boundary so it's an, an interesting um, difference between these two beers the first one was super dry but the taste lingered mm. this one isn't that dry isn't as dry as the previous one and the taste goes quite quickly so it's nice and wet and and you don't feel like it's it's taking anything away and suddenly it's just kind of gone huh. so hmm. mm, interesting but yeah a um, little bit more of a, a of a grapefruity kind of mix definitely on the on the start of this and then as I say leading into that citrus leading into a slight dankness a little bit of sweetness coming in um, and that, that 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 sort of zesty sharp element to it um, I don't think I held it up for anybody, but um, a, a similar, not quite as hazy as the boundary, but a similar, similar color 
maybe not quite as dark as the boundary um, mm-hmm. but coming over a little bit more maybe uh, orangey than it shows on the on the screen um, and the quite nice simple uh, yeah. can there nice. a little bit of uh, you know, almost like a 3D map some contours some kind of tour or hill or something mm. uh, but yeah enjoying this nice nice Lucy mm. you've managed to open it yeah eventually <laughs> how is it um the first thing I mean it's a great looking beer um it's just a bit darker than straw it's completely opaque nice uh one finger head mm. now settled down um when I opened the uh, bottle and smelled it, it smelled like I was opening a sour rather okay. than a triple. So, at first I was thinking, oh, is this skunked? I don't know. I don't usually see beers in green bottles these no, days. No, and, and yonder, I think mm. they're quite consistent with their like farmhouse yeast as well. Oh, yeah. So Definitely. whether that's kind of what is presenting yeah. itself to you. Well, they're mixed that's fermentation. Fair, yeah. Mm. Mm. But yeah, it smells really, really, really... It smells like, oh yeah, back to drink a like, Berlin of Ice yeah, yeah. rather than a triple. Getting a bit of orange zest, orange peel. On the nose, yeah, a bit of lemon. But um, I don't know the sumac. I don't know how I'm going to... Mm. You know, differentiate that from everything, but I'll taste it. Sumac is mm. an Egyptian spice mix. Am I right in that thinking that? It's a plant, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was just a spice. What am I thinking of? Saffron. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, interesting. It's, yeah, sure it's actually the name for about 35 different species of flowering plant, but it is oh. uh, just a, a plant-based spice, yeah. Apparently, mm. it uh, is often used in place of lemon juice or zest. So it should be like a, a bittering mm. type. Yeah, tart, yeah. lemony, almost vinegar-like fra- flavor. Yeah, I'm getting that then. <laughs> when you say like tart and vinegary, yeah. I'm getting that. For sure. Not vinegary in a bad way, though. As I feared, because I thought it might have skunked or something like that. Right. Um, it. I should say that it is a... It's only 7.5%, so it's not like, oh, we're going, you know, full-on triple kind of yeah. strength. Right, um, right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like a cross between... A blend of ice and what you'd consider like, you know, a triple. But it's got, it's definitely got that distinctive like Belgian yeast. I don't, I don't mm. know if it's their house yeast, as you said, but um, they've definitely got that kind of estery banana peel clove kind of quality to it. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, you've got that kind of light zesty. Slight sourness to it. Um, mm. So, uh, having a very quick look, mm. the uh, the sumac, um, yeah. when used as a spice, 
gives a, a slight soured, lemony flavour to things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that's what I smell, and that's definitely in the taste. It's it's really good. It's it's not. It's probably like not much that I've had before. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a mix between a sour, but you don't have that like puckering sourness to mm, it. Um, right. And a mix between like a light, you know, Belgiany beer, but oh, it's called a triple. But hmm. I mean, don't know what the is it just the amount of malt they put in it? I don't, I don't know what mm. what what categorizes it as a triple. Well, we always oh, think of the... like double as what, like eight to sort of ten yeah, percent, roughly seven and a half to ten percent, something like that. Mm. Uh, and then triple is 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 possibly a little bit more, ten and a half to you know 12. whatever thirteen yeah. or twelve, yeah. yeah. Um, but perhaps uh, I don't know how actually things are classified. Whether it's more to do with um, like I yeast strains or, and yeah, the way know. that things are fermented, uh, the way things are brewed, uh, or, or if it is just uh, an ABV sort of um, yeah, I used to know this so classification. No, I thought it was to do with the malt, but I may be completely wrong. Okay. But anyway, it's got a bit of flavor again. Text. We could Google this. We've just worked out what yeah. sumac <laughs> is and the flavors <laughs> the that it's giving machines. you. Yeah. Um, the internet it's got is a bit of flavour text uh, it says legend has it that one of the many barrows in the Mende Hills I don't know where that is, probably somewhere in somewhere <laughs> over here <laughs> I don't know, it could be anywhere the um, holds the Mendip Mendip Hills Mendips are south of Bristol, it's uh, like North Somerset Hmm. Well, they are in Somerset, aren't they? Mm. So, yeah. That's, I'm very, very proud, Ben. Well done, that's good geography. Mate, it's like, uh, it's it's two <laughs> minutes down the road. I should know that, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> uh, I live, okay, I've lived the within a two-hour radius of where I am now, my entire well, life, so... interesting to you, then. Um, apparently, legend has it, like one of the merry barriers of the Mendy Pills... Holds a coffin made of pure gold. Unfortunately, Ooh. it's probably not true. So why don't you drown your sorrows with your delicious <laughs> take on a Belgian triple, British sumac, and orange peel? Nice. Well, that's interesting. Well, it is called Golden Casket, and it's got a yeah. golden casket on the front. So. Hmm. Um, there are three <laughs> d- different hmm? variety, um, styles of beer that um, obviously correlate to ABV level, but they are. It made entirely differently. They're just different beers that happen to live in that those ranges and in Belgium got described as such. Um, okay. They're very good. But yeah, this is really nice. This is unique. Mm. And I guess all the Yonder beers that I've had are unique. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, really, they're, really very like good. they're very, very good at making very individual beers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So doubles are dark because they include candy include candy sugar and triples use a pilsner malt and that's why they have this sort of more straw goldeny color. Hmm. Um, we were all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's usually what happens it. on this podcast. We're all right <laughs> all the time. That's yeah. how it works. Uh, Adol, let's come to you and oh, your, yeah, yeah. Uh, your beer. To, uh, this is a beer. 
<laughs> it smells like actually it's quite again light on the no, quite light on the nose. It smells mildly. I mean, it smells kind of like a porter, but it's quite light. Yeah. Well, that's actually quite smooth. It's quite thin, I would say. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, leaves you a little wet. Has a little bittering on the aftertaste. Um, you get some malts. They're malts. It's not actually super malt forward for a porter, um, such that the chocolate's um, slight toffee sweetness um, comes through. What I really like is that it's not that sweet. Um, you know, there was a worry that, um, given that it said it was sweeter, that more sweet than bitter or whatever the other word was, acidic. Yes. Um, I was worried it might be too sweet, but it's actually just all three of those are kind of light. Um, mm. So it has a sweetness. It The sweetness does linger, um, but the bitterness stays for a while as well. It's just slightly lighter. It's just kind of a really easy, drinkable porter um, that... As everything else fades, you get a little more sense of the, the maltiness and a bit of the chocolate sort of notes. Um, but yeah, it's just a solid porter. Yeah, fair. Yeah, you are the porter king. Hmm. I don't know about that. It's <laughs> also like Sam, a, a I'm going to call you Sam Bridges Porter. <laughs> Sam Porter Looks Bridges. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Good lord. Um, there is a slight dried fruit. <laughs> hint of dried fruit um, wide right ocean Sam Porter <laughs> nice uh, no that's fine yeah uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that um, wait how big is Sam Porter Bridges jacket <laughs> well he's got to get it over all of that cargo as well hasn't yeah. it it's actually really fucking big there is an ocean in that game, or is it just a beach? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is there an ocean to the beach? <laughs> there is an ocean. Yes, you can't okay. do. You can't go into it. You can't cross it. You can't do anything with well, it. You can't go you into it. Look at it. Don't you wake up in it. Oh, yeah. oh, you do. Well, um, <laughs> no. So if you uh, die, yeah, you wake what, up what above your you body <laughs> in the area that you died, yeah. but in water. So you're submerged. Yes. But it's just the area that mm-hmm. you died in. Oh, so you're not so in the mythical ocean. So you're not you're in, in the ocean. Water. Yeah. Mm, you're in horrifying. Uh, yeah, that's maybe what this yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Jar babies. But you're not stranded. <laughs> no, well no, you're not stranded because you're the Sandport Bridges can as they as they call it, repatriate. Yeah. So he can come back from the dead. I think we need a spoiler cast with everything that Ben understands about this game. Just go through There's the whole story episode. straight through. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. For As what it, yeah. you interpret <laughs> and all that's the, it. All the, I want to do that. Ten thousand pound cast. a month. Ten thousand pound a month extra episode <laughs> we were talking about earlier. That's it. Death Stranding <laughs> spoiler cast. Because yeah, I don't mind being spoiled on it. Yeah, mm. I'm not. I don't. No, well, I guess maybe I might borrow it from Ben one day once I finish all the other games Ben's lending. Yes. By the yeah, time I, I try I do and play it, this. there'll be no one left mm-hmm. on the servers, so there'll be no <laughs> strands, and it'll be. So I did. I, I mean, I've been surprised, uh, and I don't know how it how it works, but I've been surprised with the amount of interaction that I had um, from uh, leftover. Um, 
uh, not buildings, they're not items, structures, let's say. Yeah. So whether that's a generator or a bridge over a river or something that the other players have left, I don't know how it's kind of tying you into a group of different people to interact with. There was lots of kind of cargo left over and you find cargo kind of on the ground. If people have died, mm. you might find something that they'd kind of left behind that you can then re-deliver back to them. And, and this was... I was surprised that there was as much interaction um rather right. than it kind of being an empty world really yeah so they've done quite well in that regard at um keeping this going for what what, what are we in now february so i started it maybe a few weeks ago so say let's let's say mid to end of january it released in november? october november time so we're two months two and a half months roughly after release um, you know there's still should, yeah there's still quite a lot of stuff on there so what you should do is just wait till it's free on ps plus in five years or wait till it's free on humble in yeah. three years yeah well humble yeah it's coming to pc <laughs> in what yeah. like three months time so mm. yeah you'll get it on humble at some point in the future yeah, yeah but i might have to choose between uh, <laughs> like at that point it's going to be like That's you get true. two games and here's a bucket of 17 and you're like the whole point of this was I was getting a curated feed. Now you're making me curate it. Stop. <laughs> oh, you got a point wow. there, yeah. You got a yeah. point. It's like, um, I, I went to this restaurant with just, you know, a la carte on the menu, and now you just opened up the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, oh, I came because... So, yeah. So now I'll take I the have chef's... to be a glutton. I'll take the chef's menu. Oh, yeah, but what sides do you want? What do you mean, what sides do I want? I asked for the chef's menu. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, probably dear. the most pretentious way to complain about getting <laughs> cheap video games. Uh, no. Oh, let's move on. Let's move on. Lucy, we we haven't come hmm. to you yet uh, about what you want to discuss this week. Uh, I, I have I, games. I, I do have another game to talk about, which I can talk about later. That's fine. If we okay. get to it. Yeah, okay. Lucy, you have games. What games have you got? Um, I have a game that's coming out on the 13th, so that's Ooh. Thursday, so a day before Yep. you avid listeners should be listening to this. Um, happy Valentine's, corporate holiday. Um, <laughs> uh, it's called <laughs> it's called Luna the Shadow Dust, which is a point-and-click adventure game. Or I'd say... Not in the traditional sense, whereas you don't really have an inventory, um, and the it's more of a puzzle game, where okay. the puzzles are really confined to a single screen or a set of screens. You're right. not going for a whole arching narrative where you keep I don't know a balloon just in, in case it might come from, up. Yeah. yeah, from start to finish. It's um, it's very self-contained individual puzzles because you're basically right. going through this tower and you're going floor by floor so you, really yeah you're going level by level and all you know there's no your infantry doesn't carry over because you don't really have one you know items are not carried for or anything like that so very self-contained puzzles um what really caught my eye to it um was the art style um it's got that um as me and you discussed a few weeks ago ben it's got that like kind of the snowman kind of like hand-drawn oh, yeah. animation to it and that's mm. 
I think that's how a lot of people come to this game, not necessarily by, um, you know, it's, it's content or the style of game, but just seeing that, you know, really striking art style. Mm. Um, and that goes a long way. I mean, it, it's, it, it's that art style that you've seen in the cutscenes, um, as well as, you know, just the overall presentation of the game. So everything's hand drawn. It's like, oh yeah, any one of these screens could be like my desktop wallpaper because it's that good looking. But yeah. um, in terms of its puzzles, I really liked its puzzles. Um, it's not a it's not a game that overstays its welcome. Um, it's probably I think it took probably took me about four hours to complete in total. Um, as I say, the puzzles are self-contained, so it's like you're not really having to use knowledge of like prior puzzles or something. You know, develop knowledge over time. It's yeah, like, it's not oh, building is... on itself. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it's like, can you figure out this puzzle? And it's like most of the time it was, it was, I wouldn't say simple, but it's like straightforward. It's like I know what I have to do. Um, okay. In the times where I struggled, it was either. Oh, the game has to... I'm waiting for the animations to play out. I know what I have to do. I'm just waiting for, you know, this this character who I thought was a girl all the time, but is a boy. Oh, right. I'm just going to call her a girl. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> uh, it doesn't really matter to the overarching story. It's like, this character. Um, and you get to see more of their backstory through these little vignettes, uh, animated vignettes and stuff like that. But it was more... Um, what I... What, challenged me was having to wait for these animations to play out you know seeing this character move from this side of the screen to that side of the screen pick this thing up move over here walk over up this ladder and it's like yeah this is it looks beautiful and all but it's like "Mm," you know i know i know what Mm. i need to do just you know right letting those animations play out which is fine and it's like cool and there was some times where it was oh the puzzle didn't exactly present to me what I was meant to be doing, and I had, you know, struggled for a bit. But overall, it's like, yeah, you know, basic comprehension. You can understand these puzzles. It's not really mm-hmm. gonna, you know, challenge you that much. It's just a nice. Oh, my brain's ticking over a bit, but not. It's not being overworked. It's not, you know, steam isn't coming out my ears, but. Overall, it was a nice experience, about four hours. Um, it, it tells a story. It, not it, it doesn't really... It didn't really resonate with me. I think it, it's trying to go for something grander than its budget and length right. in terms of time allows mm. it. Um, and I think the music and the overall presentation and the, the look of it is probably more emotional than the story itself, but... Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's it's a good, it's a good solid point and click puzzle game, yeah. and I do recommend it because it looks. I think it, I think its USP is just how great it looks, mm. and it's like on top of that, it's not like oh everything else just falls apart. It falls apart. It's just like great to look at, but puzzles ain't that great. So it's, it's not one of those. It's because I've played plenty of those, mm. you know, where it's like okay, this has got like a claymation art style, for example. Yeah. But the puzzles just don't add up. You can see where the budget went. Whereas yeah. this is more of a, you know, package. It's more of mm. a tightly knit package. So yeah, definitely 
recommend that from Lantern Studio. Nice. Um, another game that I have to talk about is called... Not have to talk about. I shouldn't say that. Sounds like I'm obligated. But I, <laughs> that I want to talk about is uh, Ministry of Broadcast, um, which is a pixelated 2D... I say that a lot on this podcast. It's almost <laughs> like I have um, a preference for games. But a 2D um, platforming... I'd say it's like a narrative platformer, sort of like in the vein of Prince of Persia or mm. Another World. Ooh. Uh, this is made by Hitsense, who, who did the Draw a Stickman games, which I actually yeah. really liked. And this is like, okay, this is a complete departure from that. Those are more like adventure games, and this is more like a... 2D Prince of Persia platforming game um, but it's it's got a really interesting setting where you're basically in a I wouldn't want to say post-apocalyptic but it is kinda it's, it's, it's like a reality TV show like the Truman Show where it's basically like running it's man like, yeah it's like Takeshi's Castle but you're having to <laughs> get to the end to see your family at the end oh wow which okay. is what I imagine Takeshi's Castle is anyway, because the people <laughs> in that show are running across those like stone like platforms in water and just smashing into walls like life depends on it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's Takeshi's Castle in Pixelated. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I haven't finished it. I think it's I think it's probably about seven hours long, a few hours oh, in. That's hefty. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's got this weird satirical like kind of pokey humor to it, where it's like it's like you are killing people, you are sacrificing people to get through like this, you know, gauntlet, and it does it in a amusing way. There, there are some moments where it tries to be a bit more serious, but it, it's like how much more serious can I take this when it's like, sure, yeah. yeah, but. Yeah, it's 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 my kind of jam because it's like it's got that very narrative kind of platformer vibe to mm. it, where the movement is and the platform is secondary to like that kind of the whole art style and presentation and story of it. So this you're getting to unearth like oh what what is this universe where you're basically in the Truman Show and having to compete for your life and that's more at the forefront than, you know, <coughs> Twitch gameplay. Mm. So, yeah, that's it's, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to finishing it. I wish I'd, you know, got a bit more deeper in at this point, but I think it's got good reviews so far, mm. which is good, on the good old Steams, because that's where... I think that's the only place where it's available. Right. I think it came out a few weeks ago. But, yeah, I will update... You once yeah, I finish absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm. Nice, one, nice. Yeah. I have one more game, which I'll probably talk about it again next week because I haven't quite finished it. Mm. And guess what it is? It's a fill in uh, the blanks. Bird detective Blank, game? Blank. Bird attorney mm, game? No, it's not. It's not, it's not <laughs> yeah, it's 2D pixelated. Oh, <laughs> come on now, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Remember Blankety Blank? 
<laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a that's a reference for this week. But um, it is a two D pixelated Metrovania called Kunai. Um, and it's good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've almost finished it. Again, I think this is probably about mm, six, seven hours long. Just right at like the last hurdle. But you're basically playing as this... Well, I guess it's a robot. I guess it's like an iPad tablet. You're even called Tabby. And it's <laughs> this post-apocalyptic world where... You know, humans are dead, robots are taken over. You know, that old jam. And yep. it's a Metrovania... You're getting you're getting upgrades in the form of like kunai SMGs, um, shotgun, you know all the fun stuff, all the fun video game stuff, um, shuriken. <laughs> so, but the <laughs> the, the the USP for this one is that basically the movement you're you've got these two. You've got these two grappling hooks. Have have either of you like played or seen like Flint Hook? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know. like that where it's like you got these grappling hooks, and you're basically swinging. It's just always forward momentum, mm. and it's it, it's what you consider like you know the typical indie Metroidvania at this point. But it's it, as its selling point, it's got that really fast, fluid movement. Mm. I mean, it's like that whole oh, we're trying to be cheeky and like clever with uh, humor and stuff like that. It's it's two D, it's pixelated, you know. It's got all of those trappings, but where it stands out is the movement. And it's like as soon as you start playing it, as soon as you pick it up, it's like yes, this feels good. This feels great. Mm. So the same way on like Dead Cells, you can tell. Yeah, this they they worked a lot at how this feels. You know, mm. the tactile movement of it and how everything just feels fluid. You can tell that they worked on that um, in this. And yeah, it's it's good. It, it's it's really good. It feels it feels great to play. It's not doing anything super different, but for me, who likes those, those kinds of games, that's fine. And, you know, just the, this one differentiated, you know, makes it stand out. But yeah. yeah. What are you playing this those games? Um, PC. It's also on Switch. Okay. Okay. Which, Where did you... Switch seems like a great place to play. Where did you play uh, Scourgebringer? PC. Okay, so both um, both of these I games were on Xbox and the, as well. The, uh, uh, sort of the thing that um, you know I picked up about that is uh, both of these games you've kind of praised for how good the movement and that fluid sort of action feels mm-hmm. um, both compared again as you've sort of done to Dead Cells um, do you over those two do you have a preference? Mm-hmm. Um, in how they feel I wouldn't want to really say because I only played a little bit of Scourge Ring and I think okay. the the way that I think that's going to be like a not difficulty curve, but a learning curve to it. Mm. Where it's like, because there was a lot going on with Scourge Ring, because right off the bat you had like a dash, you had double jump, everything. Whereas like in 
Kunai, it's more of a because it's a metro venue. You, you gain abilities over time, so it took like yeah. a couple hours for me to get a double jump in Kunai. So it's like, oh, I've mastered how to swing first from from these grappling hooks. That feels great. Um, and then I get the double jump because it was like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I'm missing just a right a degree of like obviously because you know the game's built that way it's like oh yeah when you're coming back through these areas to you know um advance a plot or look for secrets and collectibles you know the double jump's going to be important here we're going to we're going to tailor make these levels you know for that because that's what good metrovanias do like backtracking feels as rewarding as discovering new places so it it feels good in that way but you know like a lot of these 2d games you can immediately tell right off the bat if they feel good or not so yeah. as scourge ringer did as well as dead cells as this as hollow knight as celeste whatever right off the bat yeah it feels great i think um yeah definitely the learning curve of scourge bring i'd probably have to invest more time into it mm. But it did feel good, nevertheless, like straight off the, right off the bat. But it, it threw everything at once at you. That I felt so. It's like sure. I'd probably have to learn this more. Right. You know? But yeah, two D games are good. Yeah. Yeah, feel, absolutely. The ones yeah. that feel good feel good. <coughs> yeah. I know the ones that I do not like, and that's different from for everyone, really, because like people mm. really love Super Meat Boy. I do yeah. not like how Super Meat Boy feels. <laughs> is it yeah. too twitchy or? It's too floaty. Yeah. Too floaty. It is very floaty. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. There's no heft to that meat. <laughs> <laughs> do you want some good heft to your meat, dude? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> moving on very, very swiftly. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of I, I've I've started um, seventh sector, the fuck is which the almost sector? Oh, yeah, which yeah. sits almost in between kind of everything you've just said, Lucy. Mm-hmm. It's a two D puzzle game, um, but more of an action kind of puzzler mm-hmm. set in a cyberpunky robot-y based kind of world. I didn't know um, it was two D. Uh, well, it because all the I, I just see this robot that looks like something out of Portal. Yeah, it's got this. Uh, it's got this very subsurface, circular uh, aesthetic mm. to it as well. Um, it's it's interesting so far from what I've played. I think they came up with a concept and then struggled to flesh it out ah. and had to keep thinking of different ways to move on from their kind of their core idea. So you start off as this uh, like this moat of energy within cables, and you can kind of jump between different cables. You can um, possess because your energy, I guess, you can get into certain um, systems. So you can you can suddenly inhabit a a box which might have like a number puzzle on or something like that, and you have to uh, you know just just move numbers. Add numbers up to you know the number that's on the bottom, and switch them to the other side. So you've got to make two hundred and twenty. Mm. So you have to basically just do a a, 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 a an addition puzzle essentially, just to swap 
over the maximum of 220 onto one side type thing. That allows yeah. you then to progress. Uh, and you do a few of these different puzzles. There is this tense sort of element to it, you, you it, which reminds me a little bit of like limbo inside mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it as well. You know, yeah. there's this kind of, there's always this um, foreboding, foreboding nature yeah. to it. Absolutely, yes. Uh, that kind of evolves as you move through it because you don't continue through as just this sort of motive energy moving through cables you then inhabit a small sphere and yeah. it changes up kind of what you're able then to do so as the sphere you then have a different set of kind of puzzles that you need to sort of move through and things so you might move across and actually you need to change the weight of uh, or put a lot of weight on a panel or something like that so you need to get things to go with you over this mm-hmm. or you need to work out um what your number or your code designation is because you've got to move through a gate and if you try and go through it you'll just get vaporized but then you need to go to a control panel mm-hmm. and using a lot of environmental kind of clues you need to work out what your designation is. You can then tell the panel that you should be allowed through and then you can move. You then upgrade into this kind of hulking uh, robot with a small gun on his back. So that again changes the puzzles that you're trying to, to, to do and move through. Suddenly there's this sense of combat in there as well. You know, very much maintaining this uh this foreboding this very dark gritty kind of vibe that it's got and you can see in all of those how this kind of motive energy as you start out uh, graduates between these different then forms you know that then inhabits Mm -hmm. this orb that then moves into this hulk suddenly there's this cut and you're this floating head type thing flying around able to go into kind of you know you've got this very vertical essence to it then suddenly and it kind of doesn't fall apart the puzzles uh, work well for what they've put in front of you Uh, they've adapted it to the the slightly more vertical kind of uh, sense that you suddenly have but it doesn't follow in this very uh, abstract story that they're kind of trying to tell and there's mm-hmm. no there's no cutscenes there's no uh, there's no anything it's all environmental mm-hmm. um, there's certain things when you're this motive energy where suddenly you're you inhabit a screen instead of being in kind of cables and it's trying to tell this bit of a narrative but it kind of falls apart a little bit and it's very mm. difficult to follow I can see what they're trying to do but mm-hmm. it doesn't quite follow through um, I haven't finished yet. I'm still this um, floating, uh, uh, not floating, uh, jet propelled, hovering (laughs) robot, essentially. Um, And I can see that, you know, there's a lot of um, they're they're trying to kind of tell a story about humans versus robots uh, and there's kind of the age that this is set in Mm -hmm. Uh, it's trying to do something that isn't quite conveyed well enough yeah and you get a little bit you get a little essence of that from the aesthetic they've gone for you get an an essence of that from the different uh, 
uh, uh, robots and the upgrading, or not upgrading, but the movement between those different forms that they're inhabiting. But it just isn't quite enough to propel a, mm-hmm. a solid kind of narrative. And it feels like, I just feel like I'm going through the motions to move through yeah. to the next thing and move through to the next thing. And some of the puzzles are interesting, but they're all quite um, quite easy to understand. Right, yeah. I have got slightly frustrated with a couple of them because they're difficult to execute and they're frustrating mm. to execute. Is it the uh, controls? That are yes, it is. It's the, the controls. And I wonder whether on mm. keyboard it would have been a little bit easier to have done that. But playing on a pad and playing on PS4, uh, I got one where I have to move onto a, um, a, a pad on the ground. Mm-hmm. and you have a piston which slams down. So it will right. set back up. You can stand on this pad, and you have to tap either down on the D-pad or left on the D-pad, and mm-hmm. you have to repeatedly keep tapping them to lower uh, the, the, the the path, essentially. Mm-hmm. But then you've got to move off it so the piston can mm-hmm. come back down and then raise back up, and you've got to get back on it and then keep tapping. And I found for several attempts that just couldn't get in the rhythm that it was, yeah. it was, it wasn't quite matching up with what I thought it was matching up with. It was hard to get into the rhythm of being able to pull this pad down, and I died a lot doing that. <laughs> and I left it. I left it for a, a, a day. I then, I, you know, went and played Death Stranding instead. Finished that, and then went back to this. And um, I knew that that's where I was. So I'm just sat while the game is loading on my D-pad, tapping down, then tapping left, then tapping down, then tapping left. And it still took me a, f- a fair number of goes, maybe five or six attempts to be able to get past this puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did uh, a frustrating moment. There's other <laughs> elements where you might very easily be like, okay, I can see what I meant to do on this. And some of you are like, what? Why yeah. am I suddenly having to do this very strange thing that I've never had to encounter yeah. before? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I died. I died, yeah. and I don't know why. I don't, well, I know yeah. why. I know how I died, but I don't know what I was meant to do before that happened. And it took me a little bit of time to figure that out. So, it's not obtuse in the way that, say, like still there was with mm. the way that you had to encounter those kind of puzzles. It's more obtuse in that it it it, it sort of just goes. There's there's a path that you have to follow. You just need to figure out how to yeah. get through this path and yeah. try various different things to do that. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a bit of an odd one. I want to sort of see it through because I, I, yeah. I want to know what the next progression of Robot is. I want to know kind of what they're trying to convey through this uh, linear but very abstract sort of narrative they've got going on. And I want to see how those puzzles adapt to you know whatever the next form is that uh, mm-hmm. that I have to take. Uh, but I, I I mean I got I got the code through um, uh, through Evolve PR, so um, I kind of almost feel as you didn't feel obligated to kind of push through earlier. I do sort of feel obligated to kind of push through as well and try mm-hmm. and see this through to the to the end. So. Yeah. I will. I'll try. I'll keep yeah. plugging away at it. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think it's definitely a game where I'll play a bit, and if I get frustrated, I'll just leave it for a while. Yeah, and yeah. then go back to it. Maybe this sounds like thirty percent of the games that I play. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it, the way it looks and the way you know 
you were describing the puzzles, it, it reminds me of quite a few games I played on. Uh, indie games that I've played yeah. on Xbox. I think Light On was the one I was thinking of, and you know what? <laughs> Probably don't even search for this game because when you search light on xbox it'll probably come up with like red (laughs) ring of death or something it's like just an awful name for a game and it's impossible to search for but i I enjoyed my time with that it was like to do electricity and going Mm. through orbs and stuff like that so yeah it's it's a it's tough it's like you want to enjoy these games so much it's like yeah, yeah you're doing something slightly different a lot of you know it's like sometimes a dime a dozen but it's like if they have that one you know like unique factor it's like yeah you want to give them their dues give them the credit but yeah sometimes it seems like you know feature creep it's like you should have just yeah absolutely honed in absolutely. on one like and I, and I think there was lots of clever things they could have kept doing when you mm-hmm. were just inhabiting like the wire and mm-hmm. moving through and they didn't sort of realize that to maybe the full kind of potential or yeah. at least they, or possibly they did in you know an early version of the game. Went mm, this is only an hour and a half long, and we want something that's that's more than this. We need to mm-hmm. expand on this a little bit, and then cut back on that an original idea to then you know progress through various sort of stages to a, yeah. a, a slightly longer experience, perhaps. Um, yeah, games don't have to be long, people. Yeah, say what absolutely. you need to say and get the hell out. You yeah. know, and I'll be very happy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like they could have done that. I feel like they could have they mm. could have said what they wanted to say in a two hour period by maintaining that first set of mechanics, by mm-hmm. expanding on that, and um, and just telling you through a slightly different medium than saying, "Oh, look, this is um, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but I get the feeling it's kind of like the human soul." Uh, mm. You know, progressing through different stages, uh, you know that sort of shit. That, that kind of <laughs> is isn't tacked on, but they yeah. kind. Of, I think they thought this is a cool idea. You're a uh, you know energy going through a wire. How do we expand on this? And mm. everything has kind of come secondary to that. Yeah, because uh, it starts strong, uh, and I was interested definitely, and kept yeah. going through. Uh, you know, and again, I'd put Death Stranding down to to to, to play this. Uh, spent a reasonable uh, amount of time with it on Friday evening, and then got through to that one puzzle which just defeated me, and I got frustrated <laughs> with, and went, "Yeah, I'm I I can see where the the issues are with this. I'm happy to put this down, and I'm happy if I never actually come back to it." Mm-hmm. Um, but again, as I said, I did feel a little bit obligated to jump you back into it and, and progress yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. So, in spite yeah. of that, what's next? What's next for you, Ben? I don't know. I game? really don't know. Um, Everything's I've been sort broken, of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been kind of looking at the PlayStation sales. I've been looking at the Steam sales, occasionally getting a few emails about sort of games on the wish list that are on sale and things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Really, uh, really unsure what I want to play next. I'm kind of... Um, waiting for Doom, I think. Mm. Aren't we all? Well, I, I don't How think lovely anything... and existential of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything I really want to get into before that comes out. I mean, there's not mm. even any sort of smaller experiences that I'm kind of searching out 
Um, yeah. You know, I, if I could have a smaller you game, know really like, messed up, um, like Florence up my plans. on my phone or something. Yeah. Like that. that would really, you know, I, I I could fit that in now. That's what I would want now, just to sit in between uh, uh, everything I played and then when Doom sort of comes out. Yeah. What what really messed up my plans was that Ori and the Blind Forest was meant to be out. This oh, it yes. might have even been today. It, yeah, it's meant oh, to be yeah. out this month. It might have been today, and then it got delayed a month, <laughs> like a week before Doom. Yeah, yeah it's still. Is it the end of February, or is it beginning of March? I think it's I mean, March. I think yeah, it's it is March. Mm, I think it's eleventh of March. I think mm. it was meant to be out like, yeah, like eleventh of February or. or yeah, it was. It was early February, definitely, <laughs> and it would have sat very nicely now. It would have um, sat perfectly, because like, yeah. it's like it's not even something that I think about because I'm really hyped for Doom, and it's like it, it, Doom's going to be great, but you know, Ori is just going to be, you know, standout, knockout, fantastic. It's like I have no worries about that game. Right. The worries I have about Doom is that it's going to be too goddamn long, but um. <laughs> Or yeah, it will be, I have yeah. no, no, no. It's like, yeah, this is gonna be the worst that game can be is excellent. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely the um, it's the game that I looked up about a week ago mm. to see how much I could get PC Game Pass for. Um, for a pound, right. mate. Yeah, to and yeah, and you can get it for a pound. Uh, at the Three moment, and uh, I was um, thinking, right, okay, I'll get it. I can play a couple of things before this comes out. Um, see what there is available, and that's kind of just put my purchasing off. It, it's a pound. It's you know, mm-hmm. it, it's very, very kind of small, small chips to have a large library of games to be able to draw from. It's massive. Um, it's crazy. But I'm, I'm st- I, I, I still kind of hesitate to pull the trigger a little bit, without knowing that that Ori, which is the game that I want to play, and it's- will be getting Game Pass <laughs> for. You know, there's things like Gears Five, which I'd like to uh, mm. to try, and and stuff. But nothing is really pulling nothing me on the in. Catalog at all. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, sorry, sorry, it's for P. Sorry, I, I, it's the PC. I have to remember, it's the PC version, yes. one. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. There's, it's a lot smaller than the Xbox One. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there, there's there's certain things on there uh, that I would that mm. I would play absolutely if I had the service. Uh, yeah. As I say, Gears Five is probably the top of that list to to try out. Yeah, uh, but I, I I I want to know that kind of. The game Ori's that I am great. looking for, yeah, that the Ori is kind of it's, there. And, uh, it's, if it's not a masterpiece, it's going to be excellent. <laughs> you know, so I have n- no doubt. And obviously, it's like, yeah, you know, you never know, but mm. I'm sorry, but like, it's going to be great. Yeah. Something <laughs> I'm sure no we'll be talking about in the. Uh, well, it, not it until March, like, probably if, now. But. If Ori's like a bad game, I think every journalist in the world would probably talking to moon studios and be like what, what happened the fuck? yeah yeah <laughs> how did it turn out yeah like i don't want man? to i don't want to release my review yet let's let's mm. talk about it first like yeah, yeah. give them give them the benefit of the doubt to, to 
to reclaim that sort of space. Mm. But yeah, I agree. It's as a as I suppose a lot of expectation uh, riding on yeah. that game, especially with it being kind of one of the only um, Xboxy kind of exclusives as well. Yeah, uh, really coming ones, out yeah. in the next while. Uh, yeah, they got they've got stuff coming, but it's like well, nothing I'm interested in. To, to yeah. be honest, nothing that's like it's a, a, a shoe in like yeah, yeah. it's yeah? definitely the like blockbustery. Um, yeah, it's like if it's not Gears or Forza, yeah, it's not yeah. really a shoe in, you know. Yeah. So, and so um, I, I know we've we've touched on it earlier. Um, you just asked me. We asked you, Lucy. Adult. Mm. Do you think there is anything kind of from what we've discussed that you might be interested in playing? Sort of next. Um, um, is there anything you've thought of which might be kind of your next port of call? I think I'll probably stick to the Switch and some yeah. of the little backlog there. If I get the PC running, though, I actually might try Frostpunk. Um, given yeah. I got it mm. in the humble, um, and it might be the right thing for feeling like more gameplay, but also maybe having a multiple session game. Like, yeah, like you know, I, I doubt I'll play for very long if I start it up, but it's the type of game, you know, it's strat four xe thing. You can just pause mm. and walk away and come back. I think it yeah, was because the achievements were like impossible. Why? <laughs> I looked at that. And I was like, eh. <laughs> less incentive. Oh, I started a game where you're escorting your little brother. By the way. Oh yeah. Where you're what? Where you're escorting your little brother. Oh. I started a game in that vein. It's not the right game. I started Life is Strange too. Oh, so. <laughs> I was thinking, is it like, is it Brothers? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm I was sure thinking. you played that. Yeah. Oh, Brothers oh. is a very good game, but um, is Life is Strange two out completely now? Yeah, yeah. it's on right. Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, it's in Game Pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, if that's on PC game, game Pass, then that actually don't think that, that it might is. be enough. Because oh, I was about to say. Don't you want to play Life is Strange too? And I was like, I don't think it's on the PC one. Lane. Mm. I do have the Lame, first episode. Uh, I think, I think installed on the PlayStation. Because oh, yeah. yes, it was. It, it, it came out for free. Um, but all the episodes are on Xbox, and it's like, I'm going to prioritize that over the other little brother game, um, the Rat game, because oh, yeah, the I rat own game. the Rat game. Oh yeah. I don't own any of the Life is Strange. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, that could uh, a Playtale Innocence could be a Life is Strange game, uh, mm. just obviously very different tone. Yeah, just like six hundred years. In yeah, the I was gonna say. <laughs> tone, setting, theme, <laughs> strangeness. I on saw the a lot of parallels. It's like you've got an annoying little rubber. Go on a road trip. Not quite a choice-based system but no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it could fit they could definitely do a yeah. subsequent game in that mm-hmm. style yeah. absolutely yeah I only uh, played like the first bit of the first episode those games are so good Life is Strange yeah. great game mm, I, I hope I know Adol you and I uh, we talked about my sort of foray into the Walking Dead final season yeah. um, a little while ago 
and I I haven't gone back to it knowing that um, the I think third and fourth episode weren't received quite as well as the as the other ones, and yeah, that had come after the mm. um, you know Telltale had closed down, yeah. and it was a different sort of team or uh, people from the same team, but maybe not the full team, and mm. yeah. maybe not budgeted quite as, as as much as the other episodes. But yeah, I, I haven't gone back to that. I, I and I don't want to sour kind of Life is Strange too, but I did hear that maybe this the, the, the later episodes don't quite have the same impact as the first couple and and that may be yeah. because people have played them at, you know when they have released they played them in that episodic model like all oh, the new episode is out i will play that oh, okay it doesn't quite have the same impact as mm. the previous episodes and you would kind of expect that i would imagine because mm. you've had that impact already so it's looking to do something differently uh yeah. maybe as these game you know experiencing these kind of episodic games as i definitely prefer to which is in uh you know a continuous sitting not one yeah. sitting but a continuous kind of sitting uh and moving I, between I, them that you don't need that kind of impact quite as much through the episodes i've heard that people have come full circle on it I, I've really heard that. it's like Yes, this is doesn't have the emotional impact as such as the first um, season because the first season was so revelatory. It's like you know, not much had been other than like some of the Telltale games. Though Telltale really only had that hit in like what twenty twelve with the first Walking yeah, Dead yeah. first Walking Dead, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I think Life is Strange wrapped up officially in like twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I've seen people come around on it where it's like, no, Life is Strange 2 is like really good. More people need to play this. Mm. Yeah, so I that game, those games are all about like the details, and it's just like so st- staggering how they create such a. Even though the characters are like sometimes you know a bit like stereotypical and stuff like that, and. Just, just how they build those worlds—it's like it's so believable and so yeah. like. Yes, this is a lived-in like house or setting or universe or something like that. Even if like the voice acting and stuff doesn't quite That's reach right. that, yeah. it, it, mm. you you forgive it and it's like you believe everything around it anyway because they've just put in all those small details. Yeah, it's crazy. and you, I mean, you even got that from uh, Captain Spirit, the the something yeah, adventures of Captain that. Spirit. But I was uh, like, kind of the I'm never going to get into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I, so that was stopping me from playing Life is Strange. It's like, I want to play the prequel. Right. Mm. It's just like, no, just play the goddamn game. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you need to have played it yeah. to then jump into Life is Strange. Do you, you can just exactly. roll straight in through. It's just a nice little kind of bit of exposition to lead into yeah. uh, lead into the series. I might or into, it on into PC. the second season. Mm. Since it's free, everyone. I'm gonna have a look for Life is Strange too now. See how much that's gonna be. Because that seems like a good, uh, reasonably sort of length game to play before like uh, Doom comes out. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly the same. Mm. Ripping into her and demons. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish there. Life is strange. Ripping and tearing demons. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we've all drank some beers so we can all talk about which was our favourite this evening I will start because 
I cracked open first, and I think for me it's it's quite an easy one in that uh, I I preferred the Boundary, the double IPA, which is called. Uh, before you say anything, smell these. It was just an all-round, uh, well-balanced beer, which uh, did a lot. It was nice and juicy. It gave me those double IPA vibes, but it mm-hmm. gave me a little bit extra as well. It had a long tail to it. It was a nice, uh, juicy, fruity beer, which lasted and lasted and lasted. The Wild Horse um, 872 IPA was nice. But it was uh, a little um, uh, samey, let's say. So yes, I did get a little bit of that grapefruit. I got a lot of citrus, um, a little bit of that sort of those grassy notes, kind of towards the the, the end of it. But it didn't uh, it didn't evolve much, kind of from that. And it was consistent. It was it's well made and it's consistent all the way through. That I'm still getting that flow from the from the beer. But it just wasn't quite the uh, the big hit um, that, that that boundary was, uh, and I think I think every time I've had a boundary beer, I picked it as the um, as the kind of the beer of the the week. Mm, uh, right. And yeah, they, they've they've come on. The, yeah, they're kind of uh, boundary seem to be um, getting to that level with me that kind of yeah. like whiplash or oh, wow. uh, or yeah. or Dea or left handed giant are where they put out a beer and it is good yeah it's not just all right and consistent through it is good oh, it is yeah. a good beer it's mm. solid and it knows exactly what it wants to do as well i need to pick up more of their beers because i remember having them like real early when they were still bottling yeah so i don't know if i've had any of their cans so. Mm. Mm. They must have been canned for a that? little while, maybe maybe a year, eighteen months, or something like that. I don't know. I mm. think the first boundary beer I had on the podcast was canned, so we'd have mm. to go back and see when that was exactly. But yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, it's quite an easy one for me this week. Lucy, mm. we'll come to you. Uh, a brew York yep. and a yonder. Yeah, even though the Brew York Salamander like grew on me over time, mm. um, yeah, that it that bitterness and that dryness at the start, it, you know, we didn't we didn't get off on the right foot, but it, you know, it it grew on me. It yeah. became a more palatable as it as it um, either as I became used to it or as the temperature went up. So um, still a still a nice beer. It's like I recommend anything from Brew York. Yeah. I, 99% of the time because they have really they do some of like the best stouts that I've ever mm. had like um, their Tonkoko stout, stout and their milk stout version of that are just just some some of my favourite stouts out there um, but yeah it would have taken a lot to be fair to beat the Yonder uh, Golden Casket this week um, it's 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 great it's, it's, yeah. it's like you know we drink so much on this podcast every week and it's like, oh, I want something to do something different and this did. It's like a sour mixed with a... It has the best qualities of a sour and best qualities of a triple. Mm. Um, and it's like, if you if you crack this open, just gave it to me and you said, oh, this is from Cantillon, I'd probably believe you because it's yeah. that good. It, right. They are like one of my favourite breweries at the moment. And it's like... 
just bring more stuff to the Midlands. Just give me a crate full. They're so good. They're so experimental. It's like, you know, sumac. How many beers have we had with sumac in it? Yeah. And it's like all those flavors that, you know, Adil, you listed off. It's like every one of them hits. You could yeah. taste every single one of them. And it works, you know? works perfectly. Mm. So Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. Good. Does it this week? Uh, Adil. Yep. Um, I think it's the Hazy Sister. Um, I really liked the Nincassi Noir Porter. It's, uh, I mean, as a porter, it just is portering as portering does. It was light, um, which is for me a shot against it. But like, it was, it's a nice. Like, to be honest, if I wanted a lighter five percent porter, I would reach for this. But yeah. I guess, um. They both were kind of doing their thing the standard way, but I felt like the Hazy Sister just was doing something slightly different than just being mm. a Nipa. And this porter was like, what if I was a quintessential light porter? Um, you know, light in the sense of low ABV, but also like not leaning into the malt so much, not going into roasted, just being like a very slightly, like a slightly sweet malty but um inoffensive good example of a porter like this would be Mm -hmm. what i reached for when someone's like oh what's a porter that's a porter Mm. um but i'm not i know what a porter is and i am less likely to go grab this one again if that makes sense yeah 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 that's fair and the first one was by uh reservoir dogs reservoir dogs yeah, I assume they'll be uh, awfully copyrighted as soon as someone actually realizes what they're <laughs> called. Yeah, it's not uh, out of focusing. Yeah, Mr. Pink's gonna get on the case, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, if any of you, dear listener, it, want to Mr. talk Pink to us, Steve Buscemi or is he Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, it's no, it's Steve, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Pink because it's yeah. like, why do I have to be? Mr. Yeah, that's Pink? right. <laughs> and then, he, and then he goes on about. The fuck would I tip? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If, if any of you, <sighs> Steve Buscemi. Sorry. <laughs> it's alright. We just talk about yeah. Steve. We'll extend the episode just to talk about Steve Buscemi. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Yeah. Ridiculous, ridiculous character actor. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. Oh, He's very, very good, good in Boardwalk Empire. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. It's good. Movie. It's not. It's not kind of groundbreaking TV, but it's good. It's a good watch. Mm. Michael Bay. He knows how to fly up an American flag. That is true. Anyway. Ah. Uh, continue, Ben. I'm juicing oh. this line everywhere. Yes, Adam <laughs> is at the Omniarch. I am at Nova underscore 47. If you want to talk to all of us, we are at Tanked Upcast on Twitter, on Instagram, tankedupcast at gmail.com if you want to send us some kind of email. You can go to outoflives.net to look at other stuff, read Kyle's articles, listen to this podcast, uh, listen to this next act as well, the comedy podcast that Adel produces. Is there anything else that we need to say? Nah, Mr. Movie, go give him some love. Sorry? Glorious Movie uh, that's podcast. no longer part of the network. No. Listen to the archive. You I just wanted to, to give Mr. Moody some love. Yeah, yeah so. you could yeah, listen yeah. to the archive. 
Um, as a man, as a man working hard in the gym. Yeah, but also, I mean, we're definitely still friends with Moody. I mean, check out his podcast oh, if you like movies. Yeah. Um, yeah also, when's the next today. episode of Outer Rupees coming out? <laughs> when was the last episode? There's no... It wasn't that long ago. January, yeah, it was last month. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah so, let's say September. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say, I'd say maybe May. The next time or there's June. anything other than a when's Pokemon Nintendo yeah. Direct. Right. I'd say June. Yeah. I, I do very much enjoy talking to Francis yeah. about mm. Nintendo. He's a knowledgeable guy, so... Wish we could do it more often. And it's nice just talking about one system, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah I completely so, I mean, agree. now that all three mm. of us will have PCs, we're just going to become a PC cast. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'll talk about those... 2080s graphics cards. <laughs> all the I know nothing about PCs. I, I, I'm a gigaflops. This one has more gigaflops. Yeah, all of I'm the yeah. I'll just say Nvidia. Yeah. GeoForce. RTX. I'll just drop in yeah. random words. Just shout. Yeah. Just shout all of the acronyms, all of the yeah. names. AMD. Floppy Intel. disk. <laughs> ah. So that's for good play. I, I, <laughs> I was just going to say, I wanted the P- PC version of the Doom Collector's Edition, and then right. I saw that it came for disc, and I was like, what year is this? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stick with the Xbox One. Yeah. Probably buy it on PC later. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Just send it to me on eight discs I mean, instead. that's, that's uh, the, the idea of a collector's edition, isn't the it, post. I suppose? Something yeah, to just put on the shelf thing. and never look at again. But you want your collector's edition mm. to have, like, a code for a But I actually want to play PC. it, yeah. I want yeah. a digital code as well, yeah. so I can actually play the game. They should, they should, yeah. it should this be is not like shareware a, anymore. It should be a, <laughs> it should be a, a fake disc that just has the code printed on the label. Yeah, yes. they should send me, like, yeah. nine floppy disks and say... Nine, nine floppy disks? Yeah. You know how small that is? That's like, like under 20 megabytes. megabytes. <laughs> They're 1.44 megs each. It would be a box about yeah. this wide by about this deep yeah. with about 150 <laughs> floppy disks in. Even more. It'd be a landfill of yeah. floppy disks. Lots of floppy disks. Yeah. Full of doom. Not even the soundtrack could fit on that. <laughs> yeah, I think you're correct. At least yeah. 50 gigs. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that's a good place for us to finish this week. Um, if, dear listener, you happen to be out in Bristol on Saturday, uh, which will be the 15th of February, Lucy, Adel and I are, I don't know what we're doing, we're pottering around, we're having some beers, we're going to different places, we're, we're brew, doing some stuff. Pub. We're going to well, go there's to a bunch of different giant. places. Yeah, absolutely. I've already picked the pizza that I want, so uh, that's where we're going. <laughs> I mean, you may be listening to this on Saturday, because we're only going to release it on Friday, so we're going out the day after. Uh, but if you're in Bristol, come and find us and say hey. Message us on Instagram or Twitter being like, where's that crawl at, yo? Yeah, you could do that. You could absolutely do that. And then you could always be part of episode 200, which we're Close-ish. at some point recording during that day. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. It'll happen. Yeah. yeah. No, point. neither did I. I just thought about the pizza. Yeah, I was yeah just well, there will be pizza. That's where my priorities <laughs> Episode 200 will be, hey, we're at this place. What did you think of this beer? Yeah, it was good, thanks. I've What's had a lot of pizza beer. over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, episode good. 200 is when we shift to become a uh, pizza and video pizza game cast. podcast. 
<laughs> oh, I should I have said pizza and board game. Yeah. Pizza we, tabletop we... game. That's where the joke is. Because <laughs> pizzas are on tabletops. I got there. Look. Don't judge me. Just, just pizza don't. Pizza peel. Yeah. It's alright. We're at the end of the night. It's fine. I'm For another now. week, I we've fucking been want a pizza. Time. Bye-bye. Ciao. 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 Ciao.